Welcome to Media Plus from the Mac Observer. I'm Charlotte Henry and this is our weekly look at the digital media space and Apple's place within it. I'm so excited to be joined once again by Adrian Weckler from the Irish Independent and Irish Independent on Sunday, who covers all things tech for that outlet. Good to see you again, Adrian. Hey, you too, Charlotte. Thanks for having for coming back because we, we had some breaking news last time you were on with the Apple TV Plus EU row. And now we've got some other breaking news as we discuss it, because we're recording this on the Monday, the 17th. And Apple has just announced that, well, two new things for Apple Music. We've learned that we're going to get spatial audio with Dolby Atmos, something that was kind of hinted at a video over the weekend. And now we've got the official announcement. Um, and sorry, I just I paused there because I noticed that in the press release, the iPhone in the image showing off this is set at 9.41 a.m. <sighs> because, of course, it is. Because Apple going to Apple. But so, yes, we've got spatial audio with Dolby Atmos coming to Apple Music and also coming to Apple Music is lossless audio. You can, if you are so inclined, going to be able to listen to your Apple Music library up to... 24 bit at 192 kilohertz and if that means something to you then you will care about it if you if that phrase doesn't mean anything to you then you probably don't care about it and might not notice a difference anyway so what was your take when you heard this adrian because we'd sort of been expecting it hadn't we with the spatial audio stuff going into airpods pro like there's been a move in this direction anyway with other types of apple content yeah, the timing's interesting because obviously Apple is involved very intricately in a court case with Spotify at the moment over other issues entirely, but this will be seen definitely as a competitive move uh, against Spotify, one that you'd probably have to welcome as a neutral observer. I mainly use Spotify, I have to say, because it integrates more with uh, with other services, um, but I am very familiar, particularly with spatial audio, particularly through the AirPods Max. And I have to say, it is. Oh, you're the person excellent. that owns AirPods Max. I do own the AirPods mm-hmm. Max. And I have to say, I have to say, I do love them. Now, right. that comes with. Do you know why I really like them? Because Go on, tell me. Well, let's have. take this diversion because you're only the second person I know in the whole world that has a pair. Yeah, but you know, one of their advantages, and it's the one most understated advantage, they don't have touch sensitive sides. So the problem with the likes of Sony's. Um, uh, XM1000s, which I also have a pair of, which are also excellent. They're lighter, they're cheaper, the noise cancellation is around the same, is they have touch-sensitive sides to them, which means that when you try to adjust them or take them on and put them up, you always skip tracks or yeah, you or make a mistake. Your podcast. You, yeah. you don't do that with the uh, with the Apple AirPods Max. Uh, they're kind of, and they're also got this sort of old metal feel. And everything. Anyway, look, aside from that, they have spatial audio. And that means that when you're watching, for example, a movie on your iPad or whatever, when you turn your head one way, you you know what spatial audio is. It seems seems like the audio is still coming from the source of audio. It's kind of magical. I agree with you. I'm not sure it's going to make a huge difference to most people, because if you look at the main consumers of music, you could still argue that still teens and say under 25s. And most of them are actually kind of happy to consume it from, you know, sources like YouTube, which generally have pretty low levels of um, uh, high fidelity. But look, if you're an Apple Music subscriber and this is being given to you for free, lossless, 20 million songs now, 75 million 
songs, the entire catalogue by the end of the year, plus spatial audio, plus um, support for Dolby Atmos as well. Um, you know, great. Yeah, it's improving it, and they're not charging you extra, and we should emphasise that. Um, so you're right to point out the two different elements. So, so spatial audio is the kind of Apple technology that we've seen bits of before, whereby, as Adrian just described, the kind of sound follows you as you move your head. Mm. The Dolby Atmos bit is the Dolby Atmos bit is that the sound travels is all around you can come at different angles from you, so that the sound can one part of the track can be above you, below you, to the side. Um, So you have you have a kind of three hundred sixty degree just. Spectrum all around you. I believe is the, is the jargon word they use. Right. Yes. Um, as someone who spent too much time at university studying this stuff, I'm trying to, yeah, not go down the jargon. But exact that is exactly the jargon. It, they want it to be immersive. They want it to be all consuming. You're meant to be surrounded by the music. I think your point about movies is well made. That we're surely, surely going to hear much more of that. You, you know, lo- lots of movies come with Dolby Atmos for this reason anyway. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it's clearly Apple trying to make Apple Music not just the thing you get because for some reason you're the weirdo that hasn't got Spotify. They're, they're trying to make features that make it valuable. And look, to be honest, it's quite an Apple play, isn't it, to make themselves the service for the audio file? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it also conveniently, some of those features, Dolby Atmos, Spatial Audio, at the moment, to get the best experience out of them, you kind of need higher tech hardware. And that's where Apple comes in, because Apple is still primarily a hardware company yep. that whose super duper software supports you buying their higher end hardware. And that's the same for the kind of ridiculously priced AirPods Max, Um, even the relatively expensive AirPods as well. Uh, But the, the chips in those, the H1 chip, W1 chip, um, that's, it all feeds into this thing. Right. I'm I'm pleased you mentioned the chips because we sort of, I slightly brushed over that, but Basically, these features that we're describing, the Dolby Atmos features and by extension spatial audio, will work in any AirPods and Beats headphones that have H1 or W1 chips in it. And they will also work in the latest versions of the iPhone, so the iPhone 12 series, uh, the iPads, so the latest iPads and the latest Macs. So that's where if you haven't got one of those devices, don't think you're missing out or doing something wrong there's still a relatively limited collection of devices obviously you could not have you know you could be using an iphone 11 still but have some airpods with an h1 w1 chip and and it would Mm. work so there's various ways to get to this feature if it's something that is of interest to you yeah it's also worth pointing out not to belabor the point too much but we are talking about relatively fine margins spatial audio is, is a different experience Dolby mm. Atmos is a slightly different experience lossless sound is relatively a very small margin we've seen this debate with musicians and bands for example in the debate between vinyl and cds or you know vinyl is better carry on <laughs> i'm sorry i have to leave this podcast right now yeah. no um uh, no the, the 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 debate there is uh, I mean, I know hi-fi enthusiasts who will spend five or six hundred euro pounds, if you like, per meter of cabling 
to go between their hi-fi separates and their speakers, right? There's a guy who lives down the road from me in, in relatively modest estate that I live in who will spend that. Um, and he insists absolutely that this makes a qualitative difference in his uh, appreciation of the audio. Now he has, he'll spend 20, 30 grand on his uh, hi-fi gear. I've heard it once. He wasn't allowed to play it more than seven on the dial because his wife wouldn't let him, right? Because that's one thing. Um, but, but Even, does this one go up to 11 or, but we just couldn't hear it? It does, but if you did, probably the house would crack. But I mean, <laughs> the, the, I'm sure there are people who will appreciate that level. Personally, if you just have a good pair of headphones, a good pair of in-ear headphones, a decent or good um, stereo or phone or iPad or whatever. Um, as long as you've got a decent signal, the quality is, you're kind of 85, 90% of the way there. We're really only haggling. When you talk about lossless, to me, you're only haggling about the last 10%. That's not to denigrate this move. It is great that Apple is giving lossless for free as standard as part of Apple Music. I hope Spotify follows. Um, I think they had to offer it for free because if you look at the experience of Tidal, um, I don't yes. think anyone was willing to pay an extra five or a month. Sorry, there were some who, I know one guy who was, but he is one of these audio nerds. Most people just don't because it's not as big a difference. It's not a 50% better experience. No, it's for most, we were discussing this before the show and I think we're both kind of in agreement that for most listeners, even with a good set of headphones as you're describing, there won't be much difference for most people most people won't go oh i've turned my settings to 24 bit 192 kilohertz and this track now sounds amazing no it's not the same as going from sd to hd you know or, or, or SD, even, hd to or 4K. even hd to, to 4k although that's still an open debate i would maintain that say below 28 inches 30 inches there's not really much point in looking at 4K, but that's an entirely different. Yeah, we'll do that show another time. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's right. And I think that is something worth bearing in mind. But clearly the move here, to the, stepping back, reading the press release, looking at it from a kind of big picture Apple point of view, the play here clearly is music has always been important to Apple. Sound quality is important to Apple. We are the high quality we are the high quality company, whatever, whether it's hardware service or services or content. So we are offering you the highest quality audio. Mm -hmm. If that matters to you, we are the people for you. Mm. And if it doesn't matter to you, we're still charging you the same amount. Yeah. And we're doing all of this without trying to become Technics or Sennheiser and being right. sort of for audio files and, and charging you, you know, five grand for an amplifier uh, now, maybe that might come in time. There might be, you know, they, they did that with the Apple Watch. They had one tier of the Apple Watch, which was a a gold watch, which I think they yes. charged, was it 10 grand? I, I can't even grand. remember. It was stupid money. That... Yeah, but they discontinued it because Apple's brand is to be reliable, high quality, somewhat fashionable, but for everyone in theory. Yeah, it's expensive enough that you feel like you're buying yeah. something high end, but it's not so expensive that it is totally out of reach. If it makes less than about three or four billion euro or dollars or pounds a year, 
um, they're not interested. Right. <laughs> right. But, well, as we say in, so, I say in so many examples when we're discussing Apple in various shows, there's a reason this company has a market cap, depending on what day of the week, of about $2 trillion. $2 trillion. I, I think yeah. you, if you take the AirPods alone out, yes. you see all these figures, it makes more, it's, it's more successful than all but the top 95 companies in the US. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you know all that. Yeah, AirPods on their own would be a staggeringly successful company. Yeah. Um, and I think that is also actually p- part of this play to make... Mm. You know, it's the classic Apple ecosystem move, isn't it? Your hardware, your software, mm. they work perfectly together. You want everything from Apple. And making this extra feature available to music mm. listeners listening to music on their music service, on their devices, it seems just a very classic Apple move to me. It does. Now, I think we're for the first time entering an era where that ecosystem and the strength of that ecosystem, I think for the first time, might be a bit tricky for Mm. Apple. I mentioned Spotify earlier. There are a couple of investigations going on. We know about the App Store uh, trial in the States uh, between Epic, which makes Fortnite in the EU. They're arguably even facing, because I think Apple might win the Epic trial in, in the States, but in the EU, I don't think they will. I think that the European Commission are going to repair um, the App Store back quite a bit. I don't see any other outcome from that investigation other than Apple reducing the amount of commission that they take on app sales, mm-hmm. number one. And number two, more importantly, um, diluting the rule that they have where you're essentially not allowed to talk about or advertise or even mention that your premium uh, service is available as a sign up for cheaper outside the app store. I mean, I, I've subscribed to YouTube YouTube Premium. I have done for about seven or eight months, mainly so I can listen to it when it's in my the phones in my pocket. But like an idiot, I signed up at fifteen ninety nine. It's fifteen euro ninety nine. And um, in the app store, the new apps purchase wasn't given any notification otherwise uh, only found out a few months later no, no, no you can sign up for 11.99 if you just go to the browser and then sign back into the app and have the full functionality yeah, yeah. You know? oh yeah so, i mean um, tim cook and phil schiller are now on their way to your home <laughs> to get for a shakedown but you know yeah. but uh, so yes it was clearly interesting that apple decided not to with all this going on, decided not to add any more money to this. Um, talking about the Apple ecosystem and the, those wider issues, I think the other thing the introduction of spatial audio and Dolby Atmos tells us is that Apple is going to create a lot more original content showing off these features, whether mm. it's TV shows and movies. We've seen a few little hints of other, you know, in a in-app events and things that Apple has done in the lead-up to shows coming along and whatever. Clearly, that's also going to be part of it, isn't it? Yeah, you would imagine so. I'm still a little, I'm not 100% sure why, even a couple of years later, we've spoken about this before, why Apple uh, created um, Apple TV Plus and Mm -hmm. and its originals. I'm still not 100% sure why, why they did that, especially when you look at the ecosystem that is there. You look at its latest Apple TV 4K box, for example, as announced, um, which supports by default 
Disney Plus, Amazon Prime Video, Netflix. Yep. All of them. All of them, which it has to do, right? So I'm well, not... no one's spending $200, euros, pounds on a box for just Apple TV Plus. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm not, I'm not 100% sure how they're going to completely, because they usually have a flawless plan about how they're going to build this fortress and build this ecosystem. And I'm not sure, you might actually have a better idea um, what, the, what the signs are as to what they're trying to do. But I can't really see it um, at the moment. Uh, yeah. Other than the fact they just want to get into another business and keep expanding. I, you know? I th- actually think it might be, in this case, as simple as that. They just want lots of subscribers, which brings mm. in revenue. They want, I mean, there's a slight glamour as well. You know, I've written recently about movies that are coming to both Apple TV Plus and going into cinemas, into theatres, which is again, opening up the Apple ecosystem in many ways. Uh, And you're right to say that the 4K box has loads of different streaming services on it, but other TVs and boxes also have Apple TV 4K in in a way that Apple is not totally controlling, which is quite Mm. a unique thing for Apple. So I think they probably in the media space have relinquish some control of that. Mm. But in terms of actual the kind of story we started with in terms of the music it's actually a much more classic apple play isn't it of keeping people within the ecosystem and the apple ecosystem from top to bottom offering you what they would deem the best experience absolutely so if you are an apple music subscriber you almost certainly will have apple hardware and you now have a you're reassured that not only did you kind of make the right choice because it was a bit of a punt because you can get spotify on any Apple device, but you know now that they're going to keep um, improving it. You might have an edge once or twice a year over the competition. Um, so that is a much more classic move, absolutely. Mm. And and look, I think it's going to work. I mean, they, they're already um, pretty much up there with Spotify in terms. I mean, you, I think you, you made a barb there about being the weirdo who doesn't have Spotify. Actually, Apple Music has a pretty huge subscriber base. It does. Um, I've seen some research in the past. It's not that recent, but I've written up some research in the past showing the kind of, I think, Spotify, just particularly with the new podcasts and stuff coming in, really shooting up again. Mm. I don't think many people go, oh, I've got my new computer. I've got, I fancy a new music subscription service. I'm going to Apple Music. I actually think Apple Music is really good for lots of reasons. Um, But and this will probably be an additional one. Um, but I think in terms of actually n- subscriber numbers, Spotify will probably continue to overtake it. Yeah. To, look, let's call a spade a spade here. It, it's a little bit cooler to say that you're with Spotify because you sort of feel that you're supporting Ooh. something. Well, it is a little bit, right? Because you're, you're supporting something that's slightly... I know Spotify is a big company now and record labels have a, an art, not record labels, but artists sometimes have a problem with Spotify, which is used as a generic term for the online music streaming platform mm. industry and the percentages they play. But otherwise, Spotify was the original big streaming legal company. It's seen mm. as being kind of spunky, kind of. It's also, you know, Daniel Eck. Um, you might not like Daniel Eck, but, uh, you know. Uh, well, I don't it, like him because he keeps trying to buy Arsenal. Well, that, and that's I'm a, Spur- I'm, and I'm a Spurs yeah. fan, so, you know, 
I can't yeah, be having I, that. I that's that's that, yeah, that was that was the joke. Yeah, um, but uh, but like Daniel X, Swedish company, European company, not a huge Goliath in many ways. Taking on a huge Goliath. Let's face it, who goes up against Apple? You know, yes. unless you're yeah. Google or Microsoft, who goes up against Apple? You know, and Spotify does, and it and it's and part of me likes that. You know, I quite like to have diversity there in the marketplace. You know, oh, I totally agree, and I think actually. In the context of those investigations you were talking about, it's actually not a bad thing for Apple to go, hey, we're not dominant in the market. Look at Spotify. Yeah. You know, we're yeah. not. Look at. Hang on. Yeah, you, I mean, look, you, you know, you, you look at the AirTag. I mean, you have the choice to go and buy a tile. Of course, yeah. it's not, you know, you, of course, if you lose your, your item in the street, hardly anybody with a tile will walk by and you won't get a notice. And you will with an AirTag. But you've got the choice. Choice, yeah, yeah. And the same with you know various bits in the App Store. You can have Android phones and Android, all the bits that come with it, and the Play Store is there. But you know, and actually, in terms of artists, actually, Apple would say, well, they can put music on Spotify because there's lots of people there, but they're going to pay you about a third of what we do per stream because uh, apparently mm. it's about up to is that uh, it's, what it is? it's about a third to a half a penny. A stream on Spotify, I believe, and it's and Apple says I think it pays a penny a stream. Do you know what? I was not aware of that. Yeah, which look, I'm sure if you're a musician and 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 Spotify's argument is always, well, we get to more people. Mm. We pay less, but you'll be in more people's ears potentially. But anyway, that's all part that is apparently the case. Um, again, a convenient story for Apple to be telling in light of whatever always is going on. But I I think it's interesting how we've moved from, you know, we've talked about the media side of Apple, but actually how intrinsic it now is to everything in Apple and the App Store rouse and the what bits of hardware. It has gone from being just this funny side project that Apple does. Oh, it has a TV thing, it has a music service. It is now right at the heart of Apple, isn't it? Oh, Absolutely. Now, to be fair, if we're still, if we still have music in the back of our mind, I remember, you won't be old enough to remember this, but I remember with the first iPod, I had one, right? I remember um, the first iPod. I think I had a device that you two were on. No, that was years later. That I'm was, blaming that was you for that. No, no. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, uh, I, actually, actually, I grew up three streets uh, uh, away from Bono. But anyway, <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> No, but talking about music, I mean, I remember the, the first iPod. And you have to remember, music is not just a late add-on to no. Apple. For most people, when the iPod came out 2001-ish, like at that time, Apple was kind of on its knees. Yeah, we had the candy-colored iMac that Steve Jobs had just reintroduced when he came back into the company. But, from, but by and large, Apple was a sick man company. All of a sudden, it comes with the iPod. The iPod is actually the device that reignites Apple, that most people around that time associated with everything good was about. Apple computers were regarded as entirely boutique and entirely, hardly anybody uses them. Why would you ever use one of those? By that stage, the iPod, completely different. So like Apple owes an awful lot to its $2 trillion valuation now to its decision to go into music and creative arts in a big way. Yeah. Then. Oh, I 100% agree. I mean, I always describe the iPod as my entry-level drug to the world of Apple. 
it was it was the first Apple device I owned was a was the black iPod. Um, I suspect I'm very much not unique in that. That no, uh, no, the, no. I mean, for I many people, it. that was the gateway to to I the world. I still keep of, one. I still keep uh, one. The first one. But this is this would have been a this is can't see, but Adrian has got a proper original iPad out. This is awesome. We'll have yeah. to guess. I'll share uh, a screenshot. Actually, well, if you think that's impressive. Yeah, oh, goodness. My, yeah. We're going on the yeah. Antiques Roadshow now, people. Yeah, here's my original. There's the original. We've got original black iPhone out as well. Look, and I think, yeah, it's just, you, you are right to point out how much music, creative art is at the heart of Apple. And that is, I mean, personally, part of that is because it's a Steve Jobs, was a Steve Jobs passion. He was just a huge, genuine music fan. Yeah, and, and also, yeah, because if you've seen the movie or if you've read the book, he was he'd been a huge Beatles fan. He was he yeah, dated um, uh, who did he date? He dated um, uh, Paddy. <sighs> It'll come to me in, inappropriately as soon as this podcast ends. Yeah. Podcast ends. But it was it was Apple's version of what Facebook did with uh, friends in that you weren't. Uh, buying into Apple, you were buying into music. And mm. um, with Facebook, you're not buying into Facebook. You're buying into a conversation with your, your aunt, you know, yeah. or your parents, or whatever We're, it is. And I think that is important context as we look at the next iteration of where Apple Music is going, because we've gone from it being iTunes, where you bought stuff, to a streaming service that did some exclusive things. Um, to try and differentiate yourself, but was basically just another streaming service that had pretty much the same music you could get anywhere else, but yep. was still nice and run by Apple. And then you've now got this where they're going up against Tidal and high-end options offered by other places. And, you know, it, it is the, ne the next generation of where Apple Music goes. And I, I think it's a funny one because i think you're right that not many listeners will notice the difference straight away but i think it might be a type of thing where for there'll be enough people where people will go oh that's not a lossless service why do i want that apple music is. you you know there, there could, there's enough in there that from apple saying this is a good thing and this is better and i'm particularly interested in what they do in terms of using this technology that they now have access to in terms of making original content as well yeah yeah i mean apple has a lot of different ambitions um and some of them seem clear and some of them are less clear like for example like tim cook is obsessed with apple becoming a health information oh, yeah. company yeah, yeah and that's a big deal and that feeds into services like apple fitness plus for example which is again used as an accessory service for both the apple tv box and the apple watch yeah it's positioned right in between those uh, two device again a software service to support the hardware service even though you have to pay for the extra software service you have to pay i think it's a tenner a month for a fitness yeah plus. it's about that or you um, get it in a bundle yeah yeah so like how does apple see its music strategy lossless spatial audio compared you know versus its other value-added services like stuff for watch stuff for for apple tv it's it's probably all part of the same structure all i know is every time i see their quarterly results those other categories 
keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and fatter and fatter and fatter. And it's kind of becoming this giant, I suspect you and I in a year's time, maybe sooner in six months time, we will be talking about um, the prospect of Apple being paired back or some sort or having to divest service. I, I think that's coming down the line, particularly in the European Union. Well, if it's if some of the media services, I look forward to having you back on the show to discuss that or discussing why it's not happened yet. If that, if you know, Apple seems to ward off these forces that are coming up for it. But Adrian, I'm so grateful you for you to come and join me and just have a bit of a music nerd out. Who doesn't want that? We're recording it on a pretty rainy afternoon. It's certainly pouring with rain here in London. And so, well, if the westerly winds are, are uh, prevail uh, from Dublin, um, you'll have some pretty nice weather in about six hours. Well, I look forward to that. I look forward to having you back on the show. We'll tell my listeners where they can keep up with all your great work. Oh, yeah, independent.ie. It's the Irish Independence. I mean, it's Ireland's biggest news website, independent.ie. And Adrian has a weekly podcast there as well, looking at all sorts of big tech issues as well as his columns and all sorts of other things. So do keep in touch with his work there. I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter. You can obviously find me over at themacobserver.com. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. 